ready for this shit. I'm ready. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Brothers Podcast. Please give a round of applause for yourselves. Because in a world full of haters, you can only be greater. It is your boy, Steven, City P. Watson. Thank you for that. Back at it again, live with a partner in crime. Dante Chase Bridges. Dante Chase Bridges never at AKA. And together, that would make us. The brothers. I'm going to need you to pick that energy up, my brother. Because we got to be in it. You got to pick it up a little bit more. This is the last Brothers Podcast episode of 2018. Mm. It has been one hell of a ride this year. It sure is. It has been a lot of interesting times. We had some pretty ups and some amazing downs, but we have made it through here. Mm-hmm. Don't y'all feel better about the self that 2018 is almost over with? Ah, uh, man, I feel good about 2018, man. Uh, 2018 was some landmark moment for me, year for me, but mm-hmm. 2019 is planned to be better. We have some good things to talk about today. Mm-hmm. It's time to push the envelope a little bit. Just a little bit. But before we do that, we got to get into a little bit of something we call town, town hall business. business. Mr. Bridges stated. Let's say, man, the only thing I have to shout out is the people that have been our affiliations for 2018. So shout out to WIAN. Shout out to UBM and Sing Chicago for giving us the opportunity to, uh, you know, further our platform. Shout out to iTunes. Shout out to Spotify. Shout out to iHeartRadio. And what you have to understand is you don't have to just look at us here. You can go to iHeartRadio, go ahead and pop it in. And while you're working out, go and do your thing. So shout out to all our affiliates. Shout out for us being in syndication in Memphis, Tennessee. And, you know, shout out to everybody that support the brothers. Yes, what you got, man? Well, of course, as always, shout out our residential DJ JMC in the building on the ones and twos right now. Young man, how you feeling today? I'm chilling. I dropped a song on, on Christmas Eve. Well, come on in here and plug that real quick. Come on in here and plug that real quick. We gotta get you get your name out there. Fourth down. I will play it if I know where it was. Oh. Well, there it is. I don't care anymore, Drake. I don't need it. There you go. That's all I want. You hear that play in the background? Is this young man's song that just is coming in the frame? Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy, DJ JMC, a.k.a. JMC. I do got two jobs, you know, DJ and rapper. This song, fourth down, available on all major streaming service. YouTube for you broke niggas for whatever reason that y'all don't got streaming services. I know it's a little expensive, but it's Spotify, Tidal, Amazon, Google, all that good stuff. Fourth down, JMC. What's up with the brand? Don't forget the brand. Um, Daydreams Reality, you know, taking over the world. 2019, better watch out. There we go. As you already know, good, 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 man. Oh, my God, this shit not. Get it on, my young bro. You feel like shooting at this, don't you? Not like this. Nah, I'm like, no. No, like that. Not, oh, okay. Don't not that. You're too old for that. <laughs> not not we're, that. We're too old for that. There's nothing about that we should be doing whatsoever. We're shooting? I don't know. No, shooting in either form or fashion. Not the know. dance, not the actual action, not the Nigga breaking my house, he gonna get that sawed off. That's a different type of self-defense. <laughs> but other than... Shoot! That, <laughs> but the dancing, we're not doing the dancing. We're too old for that. Okay? I don't know, man. Dancing back then, that was actually a whole lot of exercise. You go to the club for three hours, you have literally put in seventeen hundred hours of cardio, nigga. Yeah. Per month. Yeah. What were we thinking back then, nigga? That was like seven pounds right off every it month. It wasn't the hell nobody we were didn't thinking. think about it. We don't even put in that type of work anymore. I don't know, man. It's something, man. But well, we're gonna try tomorrow. Niggas act like they get too old for this. Because guess what's happening tomorrow? This is a, to our close and personal friends out there. The reunion is coming up tomorrow. Holler at us. Y'all know what it's about. You know, you're close to us. You know what's about to go down. 
We are here. We're trying to turn up. Holler at us. It's about to get lit. Mm-hmm. I tell you, it's about to get lit. Shout out to Charlie Payne. If I'm pronouncing your name wrong, please don't be mad at me. Shout out to Keith Nanton. What's going on? Keep Shout out man. to everybody looking. Chris Sidekays Brown. What's going on, man? Hopefully see you tomorrow, man. And like she said, man, you're never too old to dance. You're never too old to dance. We only in our early 30s, man. Why are we acting like we 76, man? But you're too old to be dancing those dances these kids got. Like, don't do that, please. I can't do the other Fortnite shit. Please don't. But Good God, man. Shout, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also, you know what? That's a perfect segue to our column part of the show where we call What's Really Good Out Here? What's going on? What's Really Good yeah, Out Here? What's going on? So, just like you just mentioned, there's a the massive strings of lawsuits that are going on right now with the creators of Fortnite. Because apparently, you can't copy people's dances. No, you can't steal. You can't steal dances. <laughs> they try to rename it. And then rename, and then rename try to rename. Okay, so that's the problem. They tried to rename certain dance steps. Mm-hmm. Like the Carlton dance. Like the flossing. Like, was, did they have a shoot dance on the game? I never played Fortnite. They got this. They stole the shoot dance too. Okay, I've never played Fortnite. What they call it? The Silly Rock now or something? Yeah. <laughs> silly Rock? Jilly See, that's, Rock. That's, that's petty. Yeah. Fortnite, y'all know y'all wrong for that. Y'all stole them, them people's they dance pay steps. Paid them their money. Carlton probably broke right now. He's trying to get his, his checkup, man. Carlton be hosting shows after shows. I think Carlton... You know, I'll take it back. He got, America, he got America's Funniest Home Videos mm-hmm. gig, so that, I heard that pays pretty well. So he's, he's the... Uh, he's the... Uh, He's I just, the Uncle Tom of our generation. I just ripped that funny. I really no. just don't understand how blatantly that they can just steal this stuff. Like, y'all literally just typed in YouTube, the Fortnite Corporation. Y'all typed in YouTube, watch videos, and said, hey, we just going to take all this and not even tell these people about You know what's interesting about this is that this game has been out for, I think, a year now. And yeah. they just now realize that, wait a minute, we can sue these people for this. Yes, because... Because I think it made enough money. What color is this? That's how they did it. White and I'm right. Okay, oh, that's it. true. But at the same time, man, you gotta understand. That's, that's, well, that's that's technically, hold on. The one, the one, the, one of the people. Trademark dance. Exactly. That's uh, true. It's, it's something. It's, so it's wait, 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 wait. You can. Ah, what is it called? If anybody know what the uh, actual law, legal word for trademarking an action is, please shout it out. Please, because oh, it's slipping my mind. But you know what the thing is, is that it's funny because one of the kid, people that are suing Fortnite over dance steps is a white kid. Yeah, too. That oh, white the boy that did, did the flossing. So ironically, it's kind of catch toy too. But Carlton, look, everybody knows the Carlton dance. That's synonymous yeah, with like black history apparently. Now, if they ain't a black person, they ain't never did the Carlton dance. Not copyright. It's it's something else. It's mm-hmm. dealing. It's dealing with intellectual property. Yeah. Because intellectual property is intellectual, like meaning my ideas. But it's something dealing with that. Intellectual property, though. No, intellectual property is dealing with my idea. My action is something completely different. Oh, okay. But it is dealing with an object. Yeah, that is true. You can't do it because what is that? You gonna have to brainstorm that one. Yeah, we keep moving. Right. We gotta keep moving. Throw it. Brainstorm. Somebody throw it. We're man. gonna brainstorm it. Now another one that. That is really starting to rip. It's getting people in their feelings. Surviving R. Kelly. <laughs> the trailer dropped last night for that interesting little set. Mm. 
Apparently, the not on the never-ending ongoing saga of trying to get R. Kelly locked up continues. And it's taken to the next step. Because Lifetime is now planning in January to drop a documentary interview with several so-called R. Kelly's victims. To talk about basically everything that happened between the seven. Not to cut you off, but I just want to say this one thing. Can you pattern a move? Can you pattern a dance? Because Chris said patent. Patent might be it. Maybe. I, you can patent. Patent pending? Well, that, that's just the process. Okay. But can you patent a move? Like, is it the actual movement? Can you patent that? Okay. You said three days documentary. Let's just talk about the artist. Okay. okay, we get back on that. All right, so yeah, there's a three day documentary that's going to go down about this. And I find it rather. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and I basically broke about broke it down in layman's terms on my status on Facebook today when I said, "Let's keep it a buck." Y'all don't really care about R. Kelly or his victims, and I meant that. I absolutely meant that. I don't think anybody really cares. This is. I feel like this is just another unfortunate episode of people trying to dig up evidence to get mad about. Because you did it with Kevin Hart. We recently saw it with Chris Rock. That's cold as hell. It's a good mix. You see it with a lot of... And it's interesting because I don't know. I hate to be the person that brings it out. But hey, we're all about truth here. It seems to always target black male celebrities, don't it? Mm -hmm. So do we have to keep bringing up that conundrum? But let's be honest. We know R. Kelly has a checkered past. We would all know. We're from Chicago. We hear about it all the time. We know full and well what this man was capable about. But it's just interesting to me that after a decade later, we're still fighting this fight. There's so much energy that's being put into this man's ability to be free, I guess, at this point. Because it's interesting to me because I, I think that energy can be redirected so many other ways. But apparently this is just something that they can't just let go of. But you gotta give black women credit, you know? They will never let you go. I give them credit for that. They don't let shit go at all. <laughs> you do them wrong, you ain't letting shit go for nothing. I know that. I think that's kind of stereotypical because I think that's actually a human trait. Because shit, I got problems with letting shit go myself. I hold the grudge to the end of the death. So uh, when you die, I guess. <laughs> well, I, I don't. I, 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 I technically, I, I don't. But I didn't get you though. But I, I, I that's, see, that's the thing though. No, I usually God. don't. I usually don't because of the pure fact I've already got paid back on you eventually. So. I kind of don't hold it no more. That is not okay. Well, I mean, that's just I, I mean, once at a time, I've already got paid back on you, so don't matter. What'd you say? I said, does Kel still qualify as king of R and B? I believe that he still qualifies as king of R and B if you throw it in a vacuum, because yeah. uh, the the dude did make twelve play. I mean, twelve play. Listen, and that's another thing. I had that on repeat. And his and his, and that's another thing. Let's not sit here and forget, like y'all act like pretend like y'all not still finna be listening to R. Kelly music. Mm-hmm. That y'all not still finna go to an R. Kelly show if y'all had the chance. That you still going out Damn. there. <laughs> you need segues to this music, man. But I like that, man. I love that song, man. It's like, look, come on, man. Everybody in Chicago still fuck with R. Kelly. Let's just keep it 100. Let's keep it a buck. Like I said before, let's keep it a buck. Everybody still fuck with R. Kelly. So stop pretending like y'all care. Y'all can still go home and play Chocolate Factory when you feel like cleaning up your house. 
I still drop the remix to Ignition of Cars. Exactly. <laughs> so it don't make that much of a difference. I'm sorry, he's a raw, he's he nasty, but. He's a he look the man got his issues clearly. He is clearly at issues and we all know he has issues. Mm-hmm. But it's something he's a Pied Piper R and B, but let's be honest. It's a question sometimes you even gotta be unfortunately have to admit that, you know, maybe some of these women didn't have a problem with it. I wonder why all the women are coming out right now trying to you know, basically come at R. Kelly to uh it, Cause it don't seem like it's going criminal. It seems like it's book going... deal, book deal. Yeah, that's me. Shout out to Ha Ha Day. Yeah, yo, you make sure we got. I'm not got, we're not copyrighting anything you're doing. Ha Ha, trust me. This nah. nigga is the king of of new commentary. Ha Ha Davis. Yeah. I don't know too many people that don't reference Ha Ha Davis in something they do. Right. Yeah, now right. that nigga needs a patent. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. Yeah. But for real though, man, are they coming at him because they can smell some money in the woodwork? You know, R. Kelly ain't popping like he used to be, so that money is probably dwindling down. They say he's worth about a million dollars now, his net worth is. God, dog. He's down a lot of money. Maybe they're coming at him for the simple fact of before the well runs dry, they want to go ahead and get their slice of that cake. Oh, but then again... We keep stepping on his toe. I wouldn't be surprised if Mr. Kelly gets a little quick lawsuit of his own. Because, you know, he's a state. His estate. Yes. Because, you know, if it's proven that it could be, what she said? Shirley Payne said, statute of limitation leads to civil litigation. Yeah, it could be brought up on civil charges. I don't yeah. think that they're going to uh, bring it up on criminal charges. Yeah, they can't. Well, they already had that shit, so they got to quit it. Uh, but not not particular. That was just one thing dealing yeah. with the. Uh, but I think the statutory rape. Yeah, but I think that would still have to be, you know, proven. There has to be actual serious. There has to be enough substantial evidence mm-hmm. to back that up. There's not enough substantial evidence. All we got is hearsay. So you think they're gonna try to take the civil trial? They are. Of course, they're gonna take it to civil trial. Pull a O.J. Simpson, Ron Gold. Because civil a trial civil situation. trial is a much easier thing to win. Than a criminal child. R. Kelly ain't going to jail because we already beat that before, but you can definitely get him on some money. Mm-hmm. However, let's not also say that R. Kelly can't get back at your money because he can always sue Lifetime for the slander. You know what? Maybe they coming at him right now because they feel R. Kelly didn't got a big head, he didn't got full of himself, and now they trying to bring him back down to size. Because, you know, sometimes... Big head about what, though? I mean, you know, just big head about the fact that, you know, the first thing after Jacques referenced the Queen of R&B, the first thing the nigga did was create a tour. I believe R. Kelly is headlining the tour that's coming up in 2019. I think that was real. Is it is it real? I don't think it's, it's real. real. It's a B2K tour the B2K no, no, I'm tour. talking about that King of R&B thing. Nah, is that real? Or, okay. I think that's not real. Even if it's not real, for the simple fact that the first person's face that popped up on that was R. Kelly, yeah. symbolizes somebody that got a huge ego. So maybe they're trying to break him back down the size, you know, show him that you can't get away with treating people like this because you only a man. Maybe they coming at him like that. Or, they gonna get some money first. Yeah. Or it could be the whole smoke and mirror tactic again. So I mean, you might want to pay attention to what's going on in the news because something might be happening and this is just a smoke and mirror attack. Mm-hmm. But think, speak, one more thing, one more topic we're going to touch on before we get to our topic. But also, that damn B2K concert that got every 30-something-year-old single mom amped up for. For what? For what? 
you know what? I could sit here and act like what? I, I'm against this, but look, man, I'm just going to go ahead and come out, man. I had pandemonium, all right? I had pandemonium, okay? I listened to B2K. I went to Best Buy when I was 14, and I told my mom, look, get the DMX, but I'm going to go over here. And I said, hey, look, my DMX was out, but I saw this pandemonium. I don't even know what this is about. But let me go ahead and cop this real quick. Let me see what this is about. I knew fully what it was about. I love B2K. I wanted, I, I, I like immature, so I love B2K. I used to wear my hair like Batman. Rest in peace, my hairline. But when I did have hair, I used to wear it like Batman, man. I'm excited for this tour. I hope they play Gots to Be a lot. I hope they do an encore, man. All that stuff. Man, y'all don't. Janae Aiko wouldn't exist without B2K. It's men out here that's secure enough to say that they like the B2K out here, man. You are, I'm not afraid. You are a 30-year-old single mom. I'm not afraid. I'm 33. You're a 33-year-old single mom. <laughs> I don't care. Because oh a lot of dudes God, out yeah. there. Really? And you did. Oh, my God. And now we got Jacquez, whatever his name is. Gotta be, gotta be, gotta be your everything. This is your everything. What, what was the topic, Gig? Because you know what? Girlfriend. And you know, but I will give one more shout out. Please shout out. I'm gonna unblock you. Thank you. Block him. Block him. I'll lose zero ounces of sleep on that. Well, block him. Girlfriend. I'm gonna go back and edit this whole confession you just made. I gotta go back and edit that. You remember? You remember the video when uh, Jay Boog was cheating on his girl and Omarion picked him up and he was singing, singing like girl. What is that called? I forgot that man. But he was drop he was dropping some science to Jay Bug because he was doing his girl wrong and they was driving around in the car. Why do you know this? Because I was Why do you pay attention to this? I was a B2 Why? Man. I had pandemonium. Why? They, they I would have took those little John the East Side boys what well, on that one. Ying Yang Twins was on that tour. Ching was like on that tour. I was, I, I like Ching. Um, whoever the hell it was. I was, I was I couldn't took any of those that you would have referenced, but you specifically, hey, speaking specifically, of, speaking of remember Chiki, B2K. Do you remember when Cheeky came out with Jason Weaver and that song he had out? Pulling with, me back. Look, we all mm-hmm. when Keisha Knight Pulliam was and on Tyrese. that. When Keisha Knight Pulliam was on that, when that was dope. She was she was bad. And no way, and, and, and we hit. What about one with Tyrese? Every time I try to leave, something keeps pulling me he back. Got a new video back though, telling though, me I need you in my life. Oh, he wasn't in the video, was he? No, he wasn't. That was, uh, what's his name? Now, come on, man. He's just classic. Guy. He's just, just terrible that you remember B2K. I had a fun, a fun adult. adult. That was a... I had a fun teenage life. And your girl had it. She used to be, you'd you be dating a girl. You this know, you were sophomore in high school. And you'd be like, hey, girl, how why. you doing? It's like, ooh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like... I really love Jay Boog. And you would get mildly jealous because you like, why can't you talk to me like that? But she'd be like, I don't know, I just like Jay Boog. And then you see a locker and she got like word up magazines with all yeah. their pictures and shit. And you would yeah, you would get semi-low-key a little mad about that, but wouldn't couldn't say nothing because you didn't know what you felt at that time. Rocking the fat farm outfit from all head that. to toe. All that bandana. The baby, excuse me, the baby with fat the outfit right with the little ponytail with is. the name designer belt, the Janame on it, the glitter belt. Baby blue velour sweatsuit, low cut. Air Force Ones with a headband and two wristbands. With braids with 
multicolored beads on the back of it. Bullshit, you ain't had no damn braids. I had braids with multicolored You ain't had no braids. Beads. I had silky, fabulous hair. Show me your head right now and tell me. Can you possibly tell somebody this man had braids? Can I had you tell? Can you tell that this man had braids? Back in the day, everybody know I had long, silky hair. Bullshit. You know what? Nah. <laughs> I was the silky Pull hair. Pull up. Somebody find his Facebook page and pull up any you picture. You gotta of pull it up. Well, show me. I want to hey, see hey, this. Hey, it is what it is. Show me. Hey, I don't believe this. It is. I don't believe and this. smooth hair with my blue balloon jumpsuit. Listen, report this. Report him. <laughs> no, what? Don't report the. Hold on. Don't report the brother's page. Go to his Facebook page. Page. I'm so angry right now. Go to his Facebook page I'm and report Chris. this shit for. <laughs> inappropriate content because this is ridiculous. Pull the trigger, Chris. Do this it. Inappropriate content <laughs> as we spit. This is gonna get us pulled off the air. Do it, Chris. The brothers are supposed to be about a light nigga woke there. This nigga know about the B2K. Cats out the bag. You know, uh, you a B2K fan. I'm a B2K fan. And if I if, if my girl was in the B2K, I'd be like, hey man, I'm coming with you. But calm out all that screaming and hollering when I'm with you. Let's just enjoy these niggas and then go home. You, know, you can't be. You enjoy these niggas, bro. apparently. I yeah, yeah. No, no, no gay pun intended with that I don't shit. know. I like their music. This I don't is, know about all the other extra real activity. Why can't a nigga enjoy music without being homosexual? Like, it's what, not, what, I ain't say it was homosexual. What is the. I ain't never said nothing about being homosexual. In the black community. Why you trying to accuse me of homophobia? You had undertones of homosexuality. You know what? Because a nigga liked it. B2K. Jeremy, did you like B2K? No. Jeremy was there you go. <laughs> Jeremy he was wild. I was like 9 and 10. I was 14. He probably didn't 14. understand the concept of B2K. We are 10 years apart. If I was 14, oh, I was he was 4 years old. He did, like I can say he didn't understand <laughs> the concept of B2K. Okay, I get this. He was 5. Okay. okay. So he, he... I was 14 I said no. No! But why'd you leave me on Christmas? was funny though. I did thought that was funny. Really, I thought that was a funny video. And there I say Janae Aiko. You know she came from this. I understand that Janae Aiko came from this. Yeah, playing games with me. Now she can keep a steady boyfriend, she'll be okay. But now anyway. Let's get to the topic, man. Cause I Please. think that just takes that just that just Really one brought up B2K. Man, talk about the topic, man. Yeah, I don't want to hear about. Thought you had a friend with the B2K. Nah, thing. I didn't. That's nah, what, that's man, because you know what? This <laughs> thing backfired on. The tea of truth is really <laughs> upset with you right now. The backfire know. is real. <laughs> Wakanda forever. The tea of truth is upset right now. Anyway, go ahead and start the topic, man. You said Wakanda. You know Wakanda's in America. Yeah. But anyway, um, listen. Wakanda we have a conversation that. Happened yesterday on my timeline, and it was an interesting uh, status. I would bring it up to you, uh, but I don't have my phone on me right now. But what we were talking about is a woman had made a status about do women hold their tongue for their man's ego? And I thought it was a real interesting conversation. And the reason why I did is because I felt like it, it, it hit so many dynamics of men and women and when they're in a relationship and how sometimes women feel that I'm not going to bruise his ego by telling them that okay nigga I know you don't know how to fix a car but go ahead and do it until you know you, you figure it out even though I can call my uncle stop caping him 
Stop, stop paper for him. Talk about saying they ain't gonna, they ain't gonna share knowledge of your music. Like, hey, hey, I don't want to hear that. Hey, speak your truth. All right. Speak, I don't want to hear that. Well, who truth. was that? Trilly Trilly Payne. Trilly Payne. Don't no, no. Speak your truth, sister. No, <laughs> no. But anyway, charge that to the game. Getting back to it, you know, it was a, it was very interesting because I think a lot of people have a lot of different and interesting opinions about this. And as a matter of fact, if you go on my page, Dante Chase Bridges, you can check out all the comments, about 20 comments about that stuff. So I want to open up the discussion right now, okay? And I'm going to ask Steve, I'm going to ask you, what do you feel about women holding their tongues to preserve their man's ego? I don't think it's absolutely necessary, for one, because I, I kind of don't believe it in that concept. I honestly don't. A little bit right now. I honestly don't believe it because around the culture of women that we are used to raised with, most of these women have zero problem with speaking their truth or speaking their, what they feel about us. <laughs> because if one thing I have learned about women, and I think you probably know about women as well as are supposed to our lives when it comes to dating, is that one truth remains is that women have no problem with acknowledging the fact that you are replaceable. They have no problem with admitting that. Go deeper. Women have had zero problem of letting a man know that they are a bad, they are worth their potential, and that they can always find someone else that would be worth it. They can always go out and entertain someone else. They can also think about something, someone else. So they have made it very clear that you, even though you're doing your job the best you feel like you're doing the best you can of being the man in that relationship, mm-hmm. they can always make you let you know that there's always somebody that can be doing better. Okay, hold that. Bookmark that right now. Okay. Because I want to ask you a question. Okay. Uh, you said that they could make you feel like there is somebody out there that can do better than you than a job you're doing in a relationship, right? That's what you said? Sorry, that comment from y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that. <laughs> Girl! <laughs> You need to search in new areas for your women. Oh, oh. shots fired. Who is this young lady here? Trilly Trill. Trilly Trill. Trilly Trill is getting... called a Trill Trilly. Trill Trill is getting <laughs> hot. Hot. Real hot on this thread. But let's, let's, let's ask this question, though, because you said that the reason why they... Because you almost threw me on my thoughts. The reason that they, uh, you know, as far as the ego is because they feel like you can be replaceable. So they hold their tongue just until you do something where they can just get you out and bring somebody else in. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just want you to elaborate on that part. What I elaborate on this is that I don't even think they wait that long. I honestly don't believe they even wait. They don't have to. They will kind of. It's And then sometimes it doesn't have to be with their tongue. It can be also subliminally. The way they dress, the way they'll go out, the way they'll talk to another person, like your office husband, they'll say that's your friend or that's your that's their male friends. They always will throw those little subtle hints. It could be subliminally or it could be direct, but they always can find a way with what they say that you can be replacing. Like for instance, everybody got that office husband that like to talk to you about your office husband. Right, right, right. That's like that, or you talking to your male friend on the phone. It's little things like that. You may think it's not a big deal, but that's always a hint of saying that you have competition. So how does that pertain to a woman holding her tongue as far as the man that she's with ego? 
Because it doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean they can't they do. They don't have to hold their tongue. They've made it very loud and clear that as long as you're replaceable, they don't have to hold their tongue to you. They are going to feel that you need to hold their tongue to them. In my personal opinion. Okay. Because I feel like at some point if you want to value if you value a relationship with that woman or you want to keep that woman. You have to be able to not go at her directly in that context. So, like, you're going to say, men have a tendency to say what the hell they got to say to keep a relationship happy, right? Because men tend to be the actors of the relationship. Exactly. So, like you said, women are the script writers. Right. They can change the script in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. So, who's to say they can't change the script and replace the actor? So since they have the power and freedom to do that, do they really got to mince their words? I don't believe they do. We've never seen it. So that's the reason why you say they don't. Mm. They can always put, because they have the power and freedom to flip the script in a heartbeat. Well, you know what? I honestly think sometimes they do hold their words back, hence that they preserve your ego. Uh, For one reason, first, and this is just a simple reason. First of all, it's a social skill to not hurt somebody feelings all the damn time you don't say everything on your mind because it's not about you preserving somebody's feelings but it's about you having common decency to not be the person that's always brutally honest with somebody about what's wrong with them who wants to hear that and who wants to be the person always saying that so you're saying it's more about social skills than just actual well i think it's i think it's one facet on a spoke full of things that's what's going on uh i believe that's one of the facets because you know first of all it's socially unacceptable to always tell somebody what's wrong with them all the time you know whether you're in a relationship or not you know even though and women do you you all get a bad rap of saying what you feel a lot uh I, I believe one of the reasons why you get that is because nine times out of ten you know that you're not physically as strong as the man so you know you can't hurt him in that way but you know that because of the way your brain is set up you have the ability to talk in a way that could wound him spiritually mentally and emotionally so if that's your only weapon and you may feel defenseless at a moment, why not use it? I completely understand why you would do that. But um, I really want to get the DJ's point of view about this. So I'm going to ask the DJ this question. Do you think women preserve their tongue in order to keep the man's ego intact? Yeah, you got to talk louder because you ain't even in the Say yeah, because for the stuff that uh that she do tell you, think about the stuff that she don't tell you. you I agree with that. It's uh like your brain is just gonna have a mental check of that you can't keep on jumping on someone's back all day long. So right. like you said, for all the stuff, the little stuff that you might mess up, think about when she don't say something about that. She don't say something about this, this neck is like I I said it before. Think about how many times you heard her, I don't wanna have to keep on repeating it to you because I've said it before. Right. So after she said it two or three times, you might not hit the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth time you did it. But that's because it's like, all right, look, I'm not going to keep on doing this. If it's going to keep on occurring, I'm just going to go find me somebody else to deal with. Right. If it's that deep of a breaking point. So I think it does happen, but it also, uh, it happens, um, women do voice their opinions, but there's also a lot of things they don't voice. Okay. And I, I agree with that. 
And I, I just want to know, too, from both of y'all, what happens when that woman is literally, she knows that she can say something that can literally wound you. And she doesn't say it because of your ego. And one thing we got to do that we didn't do at the beginning, we got to break down actually what ego is. Okay? Like, let's know what the ego is. So, of course, I'm good with words. So, I'm just going to tell you real quick. So, the definition of ego is, it is the separation of what you think you are from what you actually is. So what you perceive yourself to be from what you really are, ego is the separation of the two. So if you know ego is the separation of that and she's not speaking on what you think you are because she wants to preserve your self-esteem of what you think you are, then, and this is a question to both of y'all, is she doing a disservice to you by not telling you what you actually are? That's the question. And, and I, I, I'll elaborate a little bit more. Yeah, so, if who you actually are mm-hmm. versus what you think you are are very different. If this is your woman and she's supposed to be your partner, is she doing a disservice by not telling you about your ego? Because this is not actually who you are. This is just who you think you are. But who you really are is right here. So if she's critiquing who you think you are so you can be better at who you really are, is she doing a disservice to you by not telling you about yourself? That, I believe, is at a certain extent. Because here's why. Not... What her envisionment of you is not equal to everyone else's, I believe. Like, what she would see in you and what you what she presents your ego might be, might be different from what, say, what your mother might look at you as. Okay. Or a sister would look at you as. Or another female friend that you might have. Or let's go to the male part, where your boys might look at you as. So you can say, oh, maybe your, your woman in the life knows you probably better than anybody else other than your mother but your mother might have a different perception of you right so your mother knows you probably better than any woman that you ever bring into your life mm-hmm. so to say that it's kind of a catch-22 because they have insight because they've been with you in their most intimate moments probably the most intimate moments of your life at a certain point but to say eh, it's, it's it's i think i give it out of 50 50 because that could be perceived to be something different. Like you could be, you could be a, a completely different person to her right. than you are with someone to the public, to your family. Like many people don't may. I don't know. It's really, it's a really rough conundrum right there. It's like really. Okay. I, there's a saying that goes that that you do realize that once you go out in the public, that everybody has a different perception of you. That what you look at yourself in the mirror is not what everybody else sees. People, there's a, you can have like nine thousand different perceptions of yourself from right. other people. So that one, it all, I think, it more depends on the value of which person that you've been. You know? Got you. I got you. So let, let me just break it down like this. So when you're dealing with somebody's ego, like I said, it's the perception of what they perceive themselves as being. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking about a relationship. 
besides, like you said, from your mother, the person that's going to know you the best is not your boys or not your girls on the woman's side. It's going to be that partner, that intimate partner that's going to see you at your worst. She's going to see you when you don't want to be seen because you can't hide from an intimate partner, especially when you're living with them. So my question is, and, and, and just to further elaborate on it is, when you're dealing with somebody's ego, the perception of who they are, and besides your mother, your woman sees you at your most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. She would be the one person that can have the bird's eye view to tell you that what you think you're doing is not exactly who you really are. And this would be the example. Just like I said at the beginning, something as simple as, hey, baby, give me the keys. I'm going to go fix your car. <laughs> okay. Now, let's, let's, let's take that apart. Now, just that simple statement. Maybe your woman has been with you long enough to know that you don't know how to fix cars. You're not inclined mechanically. You might be intellectual. You might be smart. You might can write a book in two days. But as far as dealing with mechanical work, that ain't your forte. But you perceive yourself as being the head of the house, the man that can take charge and do everything for this woman. But she knows that this is not necessarily a characteristic that you have to do. So maybe she'll preserve the fact of you feeling like you ain't good with doing anything mechanical, baby. So don't try. Just so that you can keep your ego intact. So the reason why I said that example is, like I said, that woman knows exactly the most vulnerable part of you. And your ego is the part that you're trying to present not only to the world, but to her too. But she can dissect them because she's seen you at your most intimate moments. So I wouldn't say that there's a a thousand perceptions of you when you walk in the door, which there is. But that one person that can tell the true who you are, separated from your ego and you, that's that your girl, your woman, your ace boom coom, the one that's living with you. So... I think that um, what happens is, especially with something like this, saying to preserve your ego takes on a negative connotation because it's one thing to tell somebody by being constructive with your criticism, but it's another thing with being brutally honest. Keyword, brutal, brutality, violence, to hurt Those are two different things. So if you're preserving my ego for the sake of, you know that I can't do something, but I'm still going along trying to act like I can, then that's a disservice to me. But if you're preserving my ego because you want two in the chamber if I ever get out of line, then that's a disservice to this relationship because now you're a mercenary to me. I am going to partially rebuttal that Mm -hmm. because you said you made a point when you said when you who you go home to is going to know who you are and your most intimate moments. Mm. However, we also clarified that men are the biggest actors. Yes. So to a certain extent. What you might be presenting at home, how is she 100% sure that that is the person real you? Because let's let's play a little devil's advocate, as you would say. Let's play okay. a little devil's advocate here. 
Let's go out on a limb. Actually, let's not go out of a farthing because it's actually more common than you might think it is. But let's not say you're not the only woman in that man's life. Mm-hmm. So there's another woman. And let's say that other woman he's also been intimate to. That he might feel a certain different way of, of acting around her than she does you, the woman he's with. Mm-hmm. So technically, who is, he, she, he's, who is he really being truthful to? Remember, like we said, men can be the biggest actors. So somebody's getting a lie and somebody's maybe getting more of the truth than the other. Okay. And and just let me let me hit right there. So what we're really talking about is not about me acting or me performing your script. We're talking about like a unconscious, subconscious way that I act. And that is different from truth and lies. Because the way I subconsciously act is different in the way that if I tell you, hey, baby, I love you to death. I want to be with you forever. That would literally be me acting in order to appease you, whether I'm telling the truth or not. But if my overall aura is me trying to act like I'm a protector of the household, that nobody can run up or I'm going to take care of business, and you know for a fact that I can't fight, that's not me necessarily telling you a lie. That's me putting on a persona from my ego in order to present something that's not actually who I am. So what we're talking about more is not truth and lies, but what you perceive yourself is and what you want other people to perceive you as, even that girl you're with, and what you really are. Well, I feel like that's more like you just came in with an example of not just a lie, but living a lie in a way. No, because... Because that's, th- that's what it kind of sounds like, right, living right, a lie right. a little bit. I can bit. see that, but it's not necessarily living a lie. It is, but it isn't. Because sometimes a person might strive to want to be that. They might say that, okay, if I'm in a relationship, according to gender roles, I'm supposed to be the man of the house. Which means that I'm supposed to go out and make all the money. If somebody breaks in, I'm supposed to be the one that defends the household. So it's not necessarily that they're lying. They might be striving to meet a gender role according to society. So it's a thin line between lying and trying to be what uh, society feels that a man is supposed to be. And maybe they might put that hat on because they feel that's the only thing a woman will accept in order for, you know, you to truly be my man. So is it lying in the sense you're not doing what is truly who you are? Yes. But the line gets drawn when it's about you aspiring to be something that you may not be. You get what I'm saying? And, and, and you, get certain, you get what I'm saying? I think yeah. that's intention versus deception. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You may not be purposely um, trying to put off a front as someone else, like you said, but right. as the man of the house, you feel like, yo, this nigga's outside yelling in my yard. It's a role you gotta play. It's a role you have to play. It's a role you have to play as the man of the house, so that's a role you have to play. Yeah, so yeah. I, and, and just right there, if a woman is preserving your ego, mm-hmm. what that's saying is she sees the difference between the role that you're trying to play and who you truly are. So she will allow you to do this role 
only if you allow her to stay in a position where she can be stable and secure with her life. Once you don't allow her to be in that position, then she no longer needs to preserve your ego because why? So that's what we're really trying to break this down to. We're really trying to find out, and and long story short, we're really trying to find out, are women preserving egos because they want to keep their slot in a relationship or is it because they truly have the best interest of the man at heart? That's what I want to know. Is it an ulterior motive for preserving a man's ego? Or are you doing it out of the kindness of your heart because you truly care about that man and don't want to see him feel bad? What is it? I can feel your mind thinking about it. I feel my mind because I'm about, because I actually, because he's a goat. Once again, I'm going to have to play devil's advocate here. I can understand what somebody's saying, but I have to ask these questions. I gotta play devil's advocate. As far as that concerned, do you believe that as the man, if she's saying that to you, do you think the man has the willingness to trust that woman to have their best interest? Um, th- this is the thing. I don't think it's a matter of trust per se, and this is why I say it. I believe that because the society said a man is supposed to be a man, therefore a man has to, we're the biggest actors, and if society says this is how a man is supposed to act, the man is supposed to act that role. Thank you. That's actually what exactly what I was trying to hint at. He says think it's both, but he said it's situational. That's a very good valid point. I was going to say that. Nobody is disagreeing with anybody. We're only just hitting this from all angles. So there's no wrong I think what he... he, But the the key word that he says, situational. Now that... I think what what the whole say, the whole concept is very much so based on what situation is. Where are we at at this current point? So it's... That's kind of, like I said, again, it's a catch-22 to that. Right. It's a catch to it. You could be disingenuous about it or not. Like you could. It's it's really a kind of you got to kind of look at this other in a world of gray a little bit, in a way to kind of figure it out. It's there's like you right. There's no right or wrong answer to that, but it's really like a muddy a muddy water right here. It's actually something that you know we don't really talk about, but it's actually interesting because. I am so glad you said that. It's interesting because we there's really no right or wrong answer in this. I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad that Keith said that. I'm so glad that Trill Trelly is saying that. Mm-hmm. The reason why I'm glad you said that is because it actually brings up a bigger issue. The bigger issue is I truly don't believe that people actually understand what being in a relationship with another human being is supposed to be about. Why do I say that? Think about this, for instance, and I'm going to drop this quote with you. Mm -hmm. A relationship is a reflection of who you truly are. Mm -hmm. And that person in your life is a reflection of what your subconscious thinks and what your physical attracts. So that means that whatever 
whether it be good or bad things that you have going on with yourself, you have attracted that person to you like you pulling them in with a rope, mm-hmm. okay? One thing that I think that people forget about, they get in relationships to feel safe. Yeah. But relationships is not necessarily about safety, and I'm speaking on a spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. Relationships is about growth, the growth of ourselves. And in order to grow, one has to observe not only what's right about them, but what's wrong about them. What does all that mean? If you understand a relationship on the spirituality side of things, you understand that that woman is in your life in order to not preserve your ego at all. She's in your life to shatter the misconception that you have about yourself in order for you to see who you truly are in order for you to genuinely grow. Now, it is situational because not everybody comes in with the best intentions because most people don't understand why they're in a relationship in the first place. Or if you do, you may be in it for the safety or the security. But the people that will look at a relationship as a genuine place to grow would understand that the reason why that woman is there is to shatter any belief that you think you might be and bring out who you truly are in order for you to sit there reflect on who you really are as a person whether it be good and a lot of times it's bad so that you can become a better person so if we really looked at you preserving the ego it's really meaning that you're preserving the bad part about me or the misconception I have about me. A woman's job is for you to never, under any circumstance, preserve a false sense of who I am. Because you're here literally to make me grow up. And I'm here literally because I am a reflection of who you are. Because like attracts like, your spirit attracted me, whether good or bad. You are literally here for me to look at myself so I know, listen, I react hard in situations like that. I don't like her talking to men. I have jealousy issues. I don't, I'm triggered when she goes away. I have abandonment issues. If the woman only just never talks about the fact that you react in a bad way about that, then you will never be able to grow. She's only a security blanket for all your insecurities. And if you're truly about growth in this world, which you really should be about, getting to the highest self, the higher self, not staying in your lower self, then you need that woman. Not a woman that's brutal with it, but you need that woman that can come in your life and tell you who you are because she doesn't have to have an ulterior motive because like I said, like attracts like. So just the fact that she's triggering you and who you think you are is telling you all the information you need. You just got to be aware enough to realize that when she's doing something that hurts me, it's telling me this is a issue that I haven't dealt with. And that's growth. So she doesn't have to say it with words to kill your ego. She can say it with how you react to it. So embrace that because that is the, the route of growth. That's the only way we grow. Okay, but I have a small rebuttal to that. 
That does not take, that can be done with almost anybody. It's not necessarily have to be done with the woman that you're with. A woman. Now, for example, you would say you're, for the lack of a better term, big on Zodiac energy, right? Mm-hmm. To your opposite star. Technically, is a person that can draw a reaction that could almost be life-altering. It doesn't necessarily have to be mm-hmm. your significant other. Like case for case in point, we're both Scorpios, our opposite stars technically Taurus, right? Right. So a Taurus can come into our lives and force us to grow, but doesn't have to necessarily be a significant other to us. So yeah. that's more like I said, and now we get into the point where what's the situational part of that, because it depends on what kind of person that is. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that woman. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be. It could be a woman that may have triggered you to a point that has to force you to grow. They can force you to grow and then depart your life just like that. So you don't have to really do that. So in the situation, say when a man holds a tongue, when a woman holds a tongue to a man, mm-hmm. that in itself can be situational because a woman doesn't have to hold their tongue to preserve a man's ego. If they're not even in a relationship with them. Mm. So in essence, women do have more of a power to not hold their tongue. They don't have to. Especially if they're not exclusive to you. Especially if they're not with you or not. Well, like I said, I hear everything you're saying. And that's why I need for everybody to back up a second and realize, and you made a brilliant point, back up a second and realize the reason why you're interacting with human beings to begin with. And you're right, it doesn't necessarily have to be a woman. But the reason that we're using women is because a woman is the closest thing to you that you're going to have besides your mother to see who you are, not even your children. But your children are another vessel that's going to show you all of the things that you need to change about yourself. Mm -hmm. They're going to show you if you're not a patient person. They're going to show you if you are an anxious person. They're going to show you if you don't tolerate tolerate people doing the wrong thing or you have a lack of forgiveness about yourself. Something that I deal with. They're going to show you these things. So you're absolutely right. But that woman is going to see you at some point. And let and let's let's clear clarify this. What we're talking about is not a side chick. What we're talking about is not a jump off. We're not talking about a girl that you see once a month and y'all go to the movies. The connotation of saying your woman specifically means your life partner, somebody that is in your life that you can't run from. When you're in a bad mood and y'all are in y'all homes. You can't escape from it. She sees your mood. When you are not feeling good about a certain situation in your life, she sees it on your face. You can't run from her. So that's the connotation of woman we're talking about. And that's why we brought up the woman. So that particular person is so intimately connected to you that there is no way that you can get away from her seeing both sides of you, your ego and who you are. So I'm, you're right, you're absolutely right. More than just her can bring out who you're supposed to be in order to grow. But as far as the potency of a human being, that woman is going to trigger you, AKA, 
let you realize where you need to grow at more than anybody. Why? Because he's the closest to you. And I'm gonna just give you some real talk. And it, I, I ask Jay, ain't nobody gonna make you more pissed off than your girl. It could be a girl out on the street that can say the exact thing. She's like, hey, Jay, you ain't shit. Look at you with your shoes on. Look, God, them shoes ain't nothing. You'd be like, ah, girl, get out of my face. Your woman could tell you, you, you don't, I don't really like the way you dress. And it will trigger you on so many multiple levels. You'll start to think, oh, well, wait a minute. Does she like how other men dress? Is she telling me that she's not into me anymore? Is she telling me that she's not attracted to me more? It's so many depths and onion layers that a woman, your woman can affect you on that'll make you really look at who you truly are as a person. That's why we bring up a woman, your woman, instead of just saying anybody and everybody. You see what I'm saying? Mm, I see what you're saying. Uh. Yeah, I, I really don't know how I can break that down. Anymore. Like I know I see what you're saying, but I I'm really having a problem with connecting with that because I don't know. Part of me it's just I don't feel that relates to every single man. No, 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 it no, doesn't. Okay, it just let doesn't. Me, let me let me break this down. Okay. Now there's an expression saying you can hide from the truth, but the truth is the truth. You can hide from the fact that this woman is showing you something about yourself that is not right, that you need to fix, that's triggering you. Whether you acknowledge it, whether you say it's happening, that's your business, but it's happening. So if you're in a relationship with a woman and you are, quote unquote, in a love relationship, that's the connotation that we're using. She, by default, is going to trigger something in you whether you respond to it on the outside or whether you have the awareness and like someone said here open enough to receive it and are thinking on that type of level that's your business but is she giving you all the tools you need my bad all the tools you need in order for you to grow absolutely whether you take them or not that's up to the person that it's happening to because we all we're, we're uh, most people are not as spiritually aware as i am especially 33 year old black men there's a lot out here but there's a lot that aren't so if a woman triggers me i automatically know that it's not necessarily her it's something that i need to deal on on the inside it, it wasn't always about that and i've been in love with multiple women Sometimes a woman has triggered me and I thought it was all her fault. So I didn't take the, the, the lesson. But it was always there. I, I, can't, I can't wrap that because like I said, you said the truth. What did you say about the quote about the truth? Whether you accept the truth or whether you reject the truth, the truth is always going to be there. And I agree with that, but there's also one thing people forget about that is the truth can also be circumstantial. Okay, let me let me let me ask you this question. Okay. So, and that that's true. And the one thing that I think we have as society, we don't have a rule. <laughs> like everybody has their own set of rules, so nobody can get on one accord because everybody deals with yeah. different rules. So just like I say, one plus one. Two. And I can ask Jeremy and say one plus one, and he'll say three because it takes one plus one person in order to make three people if i'm talking about biologically right yeah. so we all we, we 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 do that i understand that so it's we need to get on one accord 
about exactly what we're talking about here because we can always dip out and dip in of yeah well that's not me but truth is if you interact with a human being that's close to you at some point they're going to do something that's going to agitate you irritate you or make you mad and, and it's just the way it is and that's but what man, life is in the world. We might great. have to have a, a number two on this one because we, we are out of time. time. Jesus Christ. Thank you for everybody for tuning in to this episode of the Brothers Podcast. Shout outs to DJ JMC in the building. We will catch you again next time in 2019. Peace.